0: Thank you, as always, to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together. Uh, For Don V. Meyer, who is our liturgist today. For our Wesley Choir and Praise Team, who lead our music. And for Gary Brubaker, who puts things together so well for us. Thank you. We're continuing in our series called Blessed, or hashtag blessed. And today, blessed are the curious. Um, What does it mean to be blessed? Uh, How do we know... Um, what it what the blessings are that we have and how do we understand where God is when God is with us? this season which is full, full <laughs> this season that is lent of this journey of Jesus ultimately to the cross and to resurrection. What does it mean to know that we are blessed? Blessed are the imperfect, blessed are the curious. Blessed are those who suffer, blessed are those who feel alone, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the rejected, blessed are the fragile, blessed are those who see it clearly, and blessed are those who hope still. Today, blessed are the curious. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, curiosity isn't always a high value. Um, When you think about some of the ways that curiosity is described, like curiosity killed the cat not usually the best way of describing it Um, if you think of maybe you read these books when you were little or to your kids or grandkids the curious george books curious george and the man with the yellow hat Um, curious george the curious little monkey oftentimes it was because curious george was getting into some sort of mischievous behavior or doing something that he shouldn't and so curiosity was often linked or is often linked with mischievous behavior um, and curiosity is sometimes discouraged. Stop being so curious for whatever reason. Maybe because you'll find something out, or maybe because it's going to lead to a secret being uncovered, or maybe because it's mischievous or it makes a mess, or, or curiosity is often discouraged. But if you think to yourself, um, what was the last thing that you were curious about? Or maybe if not curious, what was the last thing that you wondered about? And how long did it take before you looked up the information? So um, was it like, I wonder when the sun's going to set today? Did you Google it? Or did you look at your local weather app? Um, Or maybe even the, the Farmer's Almanac? I wonder who this actor is in this movie and where I've seen them before. And did you Google it or look up on IMDb or look through your collection to figure out where you saw this person before? Or did you just wonder about it? Or I wonder what, what artist sings this song. And then did you look up their whole collection on like Spotify or Pandora or Apple Music? Did you Google it? Now, do you remember a time when we had to be more patient with information, where it took longer to receive the correct information, like when you had to wait until the end of the song on the radio to tell you who sang it, and it wasn't just on your dashboard radio, or it wasn't on your phone? When, um, when you had to call for movie times, and then you had to listen to the whole thing before you got what you wanted and you had to write down all the movie times, do you remember that? Or if you couldn't even call, but you had to go to the theater itself and look at the poster, do you ever, how patient we had to be with information? Or if you wanted a recipe for something when you had to get it from a book or from handwritten cards and try and decipher your great-grandma's handwriting or wonder what a smidge means when we were just more patient and things moved just a little bit slower. Isn't it curious? And then, I mean, those are maybe some of the little things, some of the more convenient things or inconvenient things that we've gotten used to, Um, but there's also those bigger questions I mean, when you've let your mind wander and think about those big questions, or maybe something has happened in life and you start to wonder the questions that maybe don't always have satisfying answers. A couple of our kids from Sunday school both asked me at different times the same question. Um, They asked me the question, who made God? Um, So Violet and Elijah, they asked me this question at different times, who created God? And I gave them both about the same answer, Um, and I think I got back from both of them about the same response, that it wasn't the most satisfying answer. And then, I don't know, what is the most satisfying answer? What questions of faith do you wonder about? You know, the who, what, where, when, and why questions. A lot of times they are, they're the same questions that people have wondered about for eons, for generations. What do you wonder about? And then even though there's sometimes those big questions, there's sometimes the situational questions. um, Why is this thing happening to me? Why do I feel the way I do? Why would Jesus love me? and there's no limit to the questions that we may have. And sometimes there's no satisfying answer. Sometimes there is, and there's sometimes those, those answers to questions that just set our soul on fire, and then sometimes there just aren't. And sometimes we, we look for the answer that may be the most satisfying at the time, and then at another time we might think, gosh, there's gotta be more. What do you wonder about? Nicodemus, the person in our story today, um, comes to Jesus with some questions. Now, Nicodemus is a Pharisee. And in the structure of everything, um, Pharisees were some of the religious leaders who um, Jesus threatened by his ministry and just by his his mere presence. Um, the Pharisees understood that we follow all of the laws, and following all of the laws means that the Messiah will come. And so their job is to protect that, um, to protect the everything from... Um, from having something happen that breaks the laws because if the laws are broken, then the Messiah won't come. So um, these are the Pharisees. And so they're threatened by Jesus' presence because he's asking questions and he's doing things that threaten some of the laws or at least the literal part of the laws. And so Nicodemus is one of these Pharisees and he comes to Jesus at night to ask questions. He comes under the cloud of darkness so that no one could see him so that no one might see him asking these questions and maybe um maybe because he didn't want people to know he was wondering these questions maybe because he's supposed to know the answers and so why would he be coming to someone else for answers maybe because it's jesus himself but for whatever reason he comes so that no one might see him And this time as a Pharisee, he doesn't come asking accusatory questions or trick questions. Instead, he asks his own soul questions. And some of the answers that he found just weren't satisfying. Partly because Nicodemus couldn't understand the answers. He was thinking a little bit too literally when Jesus said, you have to be born again. His imagination can't stretch beyond his own curiosity. He's looking for an answer that makes sense and matches what he already knows. And Jesus offers an explanation that doesn't fully make sense. How do you be born again? Do you have to climb into your mother's womb again? No, you have to be born from above, from water and the Spirit. And Nicodemus doesn't get it because his imagination can't stretch beyond his own curiosity. So Jesus' answer doesn't fully make sense to him at least at the edge of Nicodemus's curiosity and there's an answer beyond his own current understanding it doesn't make sense to Nicodemus how does one be born again is it literal and if not literal what does this even mean what does it mean to be born again what does it mean to have life fully? Because Jesus said, I come to bring life and to bring it fully. How do I, what does it mean to have life in fullness? How can this be? And as Jesus offers an explanation, well, it's by water and the spirit. Duh. The truth is that in this mystery, God knows the mystery of how God works, that we can both know And not know. There's this paradox of faith and understanding. Mystery and knowledge can exist at the same time. We can know some things, and yet some can be beyond our understanding. They're held in tension with one another as we live into our discipleship. The tension between faith and understanding. Knowing and not able to fully know. The mystery... Of faith. What does it mean to be curious about our faith? Stephen Hawking is quoted as saying, Look up at the stars and not at your feet. Try to make sense of what you see and wonder about what makes the universe exist. Be curious. Curious about what makes the universe exist. And yet we know some things like how stars have come to be and how the planets move and how gravity works and some of the laws of physics. And yet, who made God? Answers that we may not have full satisfaction in. Neil deGrasse Tyson says, No one who is dumb is curious. No one, no one, let me say that again. No one is dumb who is curious. The people who don't ask questions remain clueless about their lives. We're curious whether we know it or not. We're always asking questions of the world, of God. What does this mean? Who made God? And the mystery of it all is what we're invited to, to have a hope-filled imagination, a God-sized imagination that takes you beyond the edge of your own curiosity, that helps to see that there is mystery all around you, and it has been from the beginning, that you know what you know, and you also know what you don't know, and everywhere in between. And you trust, that God, you trust in God's blessing that exists in multiple ways at the same time. You know what you know, you know what you know don't know. And you know that God is there in all of those things. Trust in the mystery. Blessed are the curious. Blessed are you who are asking questions, wondering about the world around you and knowing that you don't know it all. Blessed are you when the answers that you find are not satisfying. Blessed are you when the answers that you find are. Trusting in the one who knows. Holding on to what we do know. That God is good. That God is love. That God is strong. That God loves you. And that God blesses you. We can hold those truths to be true and to know what they are while also knowing what we don't yet know and living beyond the edge of our curiosity into God's imagination. Blessed are the curious, for the curious can be born again. Thanks be to God. Amen.